Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Forger. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 55 of the Aesthetic Doctor podcast. Today, it is my ultimate pleasure to have the incredible Lacey Melisek with me. She is one of my business partners and my virtual assistant, my online business manager, and really the person without whom none of my businesses would function and succeed the way they do. Lacey has been working with me for over four years in all these capacities, and we're going to really talk about, too, how my journey and the business's journey as growing and delegating and installing a team has changed. She's been a VA for over five years, and she previously had greater than a decade of experience in the medical field. So please join me in welcoming the incredible Lacey Melisic. And today we're going to be talking about delegation and really the importance of delegation in growing your business and succeeding in your business, what VA services can do for you, and how we all believe that you should live and work in your zone of genius. So please help me in welcoming Lacey. Hey, Lacey. Hey, Dr. Porcher. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and talk about these things with everybody. It's big in small businesses to know when to delegate. And I have been happy to be with you for the last four years and can't wait to see what the future holds. Super excited to be here and ready for all your questions. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. And I think it might help people. When I think about, I'm such a huge fan now on delegation, especially as my business has grown and expanded and I've grown and expanded. But one of the things that I really remember was that it is a scary, scary place when you are a solopreneur and you're kind of that one woman or one man show and you really kind of know all the parts of your business. And I think that first delegation is the hardest and the scariest one. You know, I now see from this lens that I should have delegated years prior and I didn't. So when do you think is the right time for somebody to start delegating tasks in their business? There's two routes to that that I kind of feel like you could go with. You can wait until you feel overwhelmed or you get a list of tasks that you don't necessarily know or want to do or have time for. And that's an easy way to know it's time for help. Like whether it's your phones or scheduling, those are the two things that we usually see are like, I need help with this right away. But then the other way is to know right away when you need help. And so my advice is when starting a med spa or small business like this to know when it's too much or it's outside of, like you say, your zone of genius. If you have a huge email list that you're getting to every day and it's taking two, three hours for you to get through a couple small admin things, you should delegate that. There's no reason because those are not making you money. And in the long run, they are, but 
right now they're not. And in the beginning of a business, you need to save those money-making hours for that money and to move that off to someone at a lower price than what you charge hourly is a great option for you. So like I said, there's the beginning stage when you hurry up and get help right away so you're not burnt out, or there's the wait and hit these blocks and then struggle to find someone and then struggle to train them and all these other roadblocks. So that's I, kind of- I love that answer. And I'm just going to break down a couple things that you said, because I think you touched on so many super important things for our listeners. So number one, the most common place that people, and this was, I don't know whether I was at the overwhelmed stage, but I do think that that's where people probably seek help the most when they're like, oh my God, it's just too much. Why are all these people texting me for appointments? Why do I feel like I'm doing my inventory on a Sunday when I really want to spend time with your kids? You know, that feeling of like, it's too much. I need help. I want to kind of argue that at that point, technically, it's kind of too late. I mean, again, I want to normalize this. You know, you learn by doing. So especially if this is your first business, like this is how you learn. You're going to do it. You're going to do it all. You're going to feel successful. The nice thing is that means you know all the processes in your business. So I think there's a lot of value to that of when you then delegate and train people that you're like, okay, so this is how we run inventory versus, oh, I had, you know, Jane do it. And I have no idea how Jane ever did it. How much stuff do we have? I have no idea. So there is a value in doing it yourself. And I do want to argue that it's a normal learning curve in your first business to do it all, kind of save on costs, to be lean, and then at some point get overwhelmed and be like, oh my God, I just need this help because I'm getting burnt out from the business. And a lot of times people start entrepreneurship because they're burnt out from their nine to five. There's a jokey meme that goes around. I quit my nine to five to work like at 24, 365. Right. So I think that's point number one. If you're in this situation, it is normal. It is human. You are learning. You are growing into an entrepreneur because especially if you're medical, you don't get taught that. Or if even just a regular person, like that is the thing we should include in curriculums and they just aren't. But then number two, and I think that's maybe the more, I don't know if it's more seasoned, more methodical, is really now that like, for example, you and I are setting up a business that we're going to talk about. But from the beginning, we were like thinking about how many things could we possibly delegate to work in our zone of genius. And again, it's learned behavior because also now if I want to run three businesses, like obviously I can't do it all. And you brought up revenue generating or money-making activities. I think that is such an important thing. Yes, a lot of these tasks are going to make you money because you need to schedule patients. You need to do social media. However, like Lacey said, if you're going to run your own business and let's say every patient encounter, or let's say you're in the in other industries, whether you're a realtor or you're a coach or you're a nail technician or you do hair, like let's say even if like every patient encounter or client encounter gets you $200 or $100 from a haircut, like it would still behoove you to cut one extra person's hair for $100 and for that same $100, be able to hire a virtual assistant for three or four or however many hours you can. And then you get an extra four hours of labor. It's almost like 
we talk about leverage at that point, that you're leveraging your expertise, you're leveraging your time, you're leveraging your skill set so that in that one hour that you can produce like, let's say $200, you can then also hire somebody or I don't want people to be like, what do you mean? Not everybody makes $200. I'm just using math or in that hour that you can use, make $100 with your blow dry on your color, you can also then hire a VA for like three to four hours. And now suddenly you out of that one hour of work really get five hours of work. So it multiplies and it leverages. What do you have to say about that? I completely agree. And like you said, there's a point where it's almost too late. And that is something I personally have struggled with in this industry was being my zone of genius is to be good at all of these little things. It's easy to let that get away from you and be so focused on that. You kind of cut your legs off and you can't grow any further because you've maxed out your time. And then you don't have any time to train these people to do those things. And then it's just this vicious cycle and it can be a business killer. It really can. It can just swipe your feet out from under you and you kind of just combust with it or you can take a couple days off a couple weeks get it back together figure out what you can hand off what you don't want to there's also a major trust in this and I think that's the one thing that small business owners really struggle with is especially that initial hire is handing off that trust and trusting that you can trust them to do it and it'll be done correctly now there's always that learning curve where you have to go, you know, for the first couple of weeks, correct them, change some things, learn each other's ways. But as long as you keep that communication open and you know what they are capable of, then there shouldn't be an issue. Now, of course, there's life happens, things happen, people crash and burn, but that's part of the process. However, knowing where to look for these people and who to talk to to get references for these people is very big too. This industry as a VA, when I walked into it, it seems so vast. There are people from every other country doing it at all different rates of pricing. And it was very intimidating to think that that's what you had to compete with, especially right now with a bunch of layoffs in the workforce, we're going to see an increase in it. However, once you actually start working and getting clients and seeing the forums and pages and things like that, you start seeing the same names, the same patterns, the same recommendations of the same people or businesses or agencies, and it becomes quite a competitive area. But also knowing what you need versus what they can do. Needing someone to answer your phones and schedule things is a job most receptionists can do. Needing someone to call back with lab reports or results or follow-up questions or things like that where people are going to ask them stuff that has more medical-based knowledge or needs more information. That person's either going to need to be trained or should have some training prior. And so when it comes to the med spa, all of these doctors and nurses have worked with MAs and CNAs prior. Unfortunately, as a VA, you don't get medical benefits. You don't get a paid, like, it's just not like working in an office. 
So the pay scale is completely different. So we don't see a lot of medically trained people in this field right now. That's one thing you may need to take into consideration is you may actually need to train them a little bit of base knowledge or at least give them the resources to figure it out. So that way they can actually be beneficial to you and not just come back to you every single hour with the same questions over and over. And I think that's one of the things that sets the aesthetic doctor's business management section aside from other VA agencies or VAs independently is that we have medical backing, there will be medical knowledge. And that's one thing that the med spas truly do benefit from and those business owners. Yeah. And I love what you said about that there has to be a shift, right? Like it's like everything else. When you hire a new employee, there's some sort of training. We obviously, you and I have done multiple, multiple successful med spas, coaching businesses, things like that. So we've got that down. And that is one of the advantages, right? When people hire us versus a random person from X, Y, and Z is that first of all, like there's us and we're here and we stand by the brand, but also like we have proven success in the industry and everybody who works for us has some base knowledge. There's obviously me doing the medical direction. You have more than a decade of experience of working in the medical area. And so what we really focus on is the things we're good at. Does that mean we could do certain things for anybody? Absolutely. However, like you said, that background of knowledge is so important because somebody does not have to train our receptionist. If somebody's like, I want Botox filler, what's the difference for them to be like, they will be able to give a basic good answer. Of course, it's not the same as a consultation, but they're not just going to be like, I don't know, like, right? Um, right. And it's so funny because even when I see somebody's like social feed, sometimes you can totally tell when somebody either didn't edit correctly or made their thing because I will be like, they use Botox instead of filler. They're showing PRP injections, but they have a filler syringe. You know what I mean? They're like advertising IPL and they're showing an African-American person getting laser for whom it's totally contraindicated. Like that won't happen. As you talked about trust, I think one of the reasons other than trust, it's really hard sometimes for people to delegate initially is really this idea of scarcity versus abundance. Because when you first start and maybe your business doesn't have a proven track record yet, and you're still in the client attraction phase and you want to grow, you're sort of like, oh my God, but if I now pay somebody X dollars a month, like what if that's going to like, right? I think sometimes people like scramble with that expense as well, because their business isn't revenueing what they want it to be versus again, being sort of a seasoned business owner. I'm like, oh no, it will. Like we have this business plan. It will like, this is an investment versus a cost. Because again, when it's investment, it's like, Every hour I pay our team of VAs is almost an hour that I get back multiplied. So of course, when we use VA, what we mean is virtual assistance services. And I think really ever since the pandemic, it's like one of the most fabulous things because we don't have to hire people anymore that are in our town that will sit behind our desk that will need an office and a computer. It's really that I can source expertise from wherever I want and have it available through technology for my business, which I think is just 
like the coolest thing ever. So well, go and the big business. thing about that for small business owners is you're not having to pay someone to sit at your office for eight hours to answer your phones and schedule and find all these other things to fill their time when you really only need them for two hours a day. I mean, things like that. I mean, that's a huge cost saver. There's no benefits. There's no retirement plan you have to pay for. All these things, they cover themselves. So while we see that occasionally they will be more than hiring, so like by hourly, I say that more per hour, but at the end of the day, you're spending less than having someone sit there part-time and not show up half the time or whatever, or paying someone full-time and having to figure out what you can fill their day with because you just don't have eight hours of work for them. And you're choosing to save money by doing something like a VA or online business manager where they are only working what you need them to. I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought that up because I think that's totally true. Like, and I mean, what I really wanted to focus in on is that you're really paying for those hours at an expertise rate. So let's say we have Marcia, who's our fabulous editor. Hi, Marcia, you're going to be editing this. So here's your shout out. Like, let's say if somebody chooses us to have them produce their podcast, it would take you so much time to figure out how to edit the sucker yourself you would probably spend like 20 hours per episode, but instead you can pay her for two, three, four, five, depending on how complex your editing is. And also not only just versus having to hire somebody full time, also like, I think that's also the thing about if you have like MA suddenly do your social media, first of all, she might not be good at it. She might spend way too much time, but instead you can say, oh, you know what? It is only going to take them 10 hours a month to do my social media. Not only do I not have to pay for 40 hours, but I also get that expert time for 10 hours versus in between copying and answering the phone. I'm trying to have some random person who's really not into social media, try to learn how to create graphics, not even know what to promote and so on and so forth. But where I wanted to go with the question is really, what are some of the services that a VA can do for you? And what are some of the services as a VA you do just for our people listening who might be new to this idea, who might not know the full scope of work that you do? So for the med spa specifically, I would say right out the gate, phones and schedules, phones and scheduling and emails, basic marketing, a monthly newsletter with your specials or any events you're going to be holding. Social media, of course, is great. And Dr. Borger will be the first to tell you when I came on with her, she wanted nothing to do with social media. I she did. I did not. I wanted nothing like, to no, do with social media. No, I don't need media. that. My clients don't come from there. Now, after a lot of back and forth and us working on it there she will hear people say I found you on Instagram I found you on Facebook like things like that so there is a market and the world is also changing like that's the other thing like Instagram now versus Instagram 10 years ago is very different and I'm the first to admit I was wrong I still don't believe in vanity metrics however I was wrong on that and totally gonna admit that It all worked out. But like you were saying, there's a huge list of things we can do remotely for you. And that's what 2020 taught us is that 
we as business managers and front end managers and receptionists could work from home. There was no reason not to. And so, like I said, the phones on the schedule right off the bat will free up your time because that's constant. Your phone's ringing. You have to stop what you're doing, whether it's with your kids, making dinner, because let's be real, most of the med spa owners have hospital jobs, have other clinics that they're working at during the day. They can't be stopping to answer the phone to fill their schedules for the weekend or evening. So to have someone that can answer those and you're not losing those by not getting back to them soon enough and they're finding another deal somewhere or setting things up. And this is a big one. Personally, I have a great skill when it comes to EMR systems. I've worked with so many, I can't even count. I can get them set up in a couple days if they're really intrusive, but if they're just basic, I can get them set up right away. And that's one and thing. That includes to... like automation, right? Like, so yes. I just want to interject here that like, you know, our schedule is set up so that when somebody schedules, they automatically get the intake form sent, they get the consent form sent, they get whatever sent. So that is like the automation that you want in an EMR. And when we have a new procedure, it's the same thing. It gets set up right. The consent form gets uploaded. Everything is automatic. So then again, it makes your entire patient visit so much right. easier. Then you're not taking time to stop, have them go through these forms with them, have them sign the forms, answer all these questions about why they have to sign these forms. It also will send them their post and well, pre-procedure things. So if you want to make sure they're not on retinols or not do, you know, they can't have waxing a certain amount of time before their laser, things like that. So that way, when they come in and show up, they should be ready because they've acknowledged that information and you're having to turn them away less, making for less people to be upset because they didn't know consent forms. It's great for that. But I also think we are just in a digital age my generation specifically don't like talking on the phone. We'll avoid calling people at all costs. So if we can text, we can email, we will do it. Online schedule yourself. Online, yeah. If we can book online, when? Like if I don't have to talk to people, great. Especially if it's going to like give me feedback and tell me to fill out this form next. And all those automations are just great. Let's also talk about marketing because I think some, and a lot of people might have somebody to do their front desk, might have their EMR, but we really do a lot of marketing work for people. So let's quickly go into, for those people who have their office maybe set up already, let's talk about all the marketing things a VA does, because I feel like that is an ongoing need. And that is one of the things I think we actually spend most of our time doing once we've got people set up. For sure. I would say, of course, social media, all the major platforms, having at least a presence. The other big thing is having your Google business account set up. That is what is going to optimize you in search engines. That is what is going to find you when people are searching in their area or specific terms. Having the Google business account set up. So when people go to Google and they're like, Botox near me, it pops up with your information right away. Now, the more you can feed it, it's SEOs and that's search engine optimization. What it is, is keywords that trigger like, where can I get my Botox done? Or how long does Botox take to heal? Just trigger things that people search. 
the more of those you can put into your content, into your website, into your posts, or like Dr. Borgia talks about it on her reels, on her podcast, the more you say those words, the higher up in ranking you are going to be on Google when they search your area. And so having that business, first of all, they need to be able to find you. So having that information out there is key. Secondly, you want to be in the running of your competitors in that area. So if they're up there, you should be up there and it's free. There's no cost to have a Google account. In fact, when you sign up, they'll give you like a $500 ad spend. So you can even run some cheap ads for them, but you have to have it. It's great for your business. It's the only marketing that people are going to find. We don't have phone books anymore. People don't do that anymore. So get on Google. That's my number one thing. <laughs> well, right. And so, you know, we also do websites though that are SEO optimized. We are doing people's blogs. Blog is another way to get all of the things optimized. We love designing brochures and things. Like for example, in your med spa, the beautiful little trifles. Like we have a facial menu of services. We have a membership menu of services. We have a bridal menu. We have all those things. So we do design on these marketing things too. We do event landing pages. We do flyers yes. for events, just really going through all the things we do for marketing. We help with the organization and the marketing of the events, the emails, the flyers, the blasts, the whole thing. And then yes. when it um, comes to events, having a registration that gets all of their information so you don't have to sit there and call them and try and send them consents and all of that. We build the landing pages. We make sure it's automated so they get reminders a few days before and the day before and a follow-up whether they want to schedule or something after. There's ways to track all that information so you can then do newsletters and market to them monthly or even more than that. Like you said, we do the blog. That is a good way to start ranking and getting your business seen more often. Podcasts and podcasts don't have to be crazy. They don't have to be these hour long segments every week or whatever. Dr. Borger is a prime example. Sometimes hers are 20 minutes. Sometimes they're a little bit longer when she has guests, but there's no you know, we can do that whole range. On top of that, when it comes to podcasts, there's a huge marketing in just that. It's making sure it gets on all the platforms. It's making sure that people know that it's out there and it's hitting ranks in other places. Yeah, we we've do done that for my podcast, right? Because like my podcast sure. is on every single major platform and it is right now a top 5% global podcast. And again, that and the blogs help establish your authority, right? We also do people's websites. Like, I mean, we can do logos. We can really do all of the marketing things. And especially like we talked about MetSpa specific. And I think what really you and I have decided with this new business is that a lot of the people that we serve and that we meet you know, they are smaller mud spas and we want to help them succeed. Like that is really your and my goal in this. It's really like, we know all these people that need some things, but maybe, and then some big agencies are quoting them like a bazillion dollars to put like one landing page together because they're really not wanting those accounts, right? They want the big corporate accounts the big spender accounts. But what I think how this really was born was that you and I work with a lot of people 
that are small businesses and I'm all for like, yes, you escape your corporate and become an entrepreneur and how can I possibly help you in coaching, in online business management. And I think that's like really where your zone of genius lies. It does not mean we definitely have big, big accounts that gross lots of money. And one of our goals really was to help everybody at every step of the process and also not turn away people that might today only need three new marketing for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, like you said, clients range. We have a couple international clients that we do big campaigns for, but then we have people that just need a 10 minute podcast edited every two weeks or once a month, or just one newsletter once a month, or just need some printables for their new med spa. It doesn't have to be a long-term thing. It can be short-term and just for a couple little things to relieve some of that pressure. And I think a big base of this is you and I both with our businesses have been very community over competition. Yes. Let's be real. There are half the world of women out there that want to be beautiful. We all feel it. They're Mm going to find ways to pay for these services. So there is room for everybody at this table. There's no reason to cut yourself off because you don't think you can compete with another one that's right down the road. That's baloney. (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure. Yes, that's also why it is like all helping everybody, right? Like, honestly, if the person, like I have a great relationship with some of the injectors in town, obviously not everybody because not some people feel very catty and very threatened and very Mm -hmm. like, right. But I'm just like, no, like, listen, like one of my best injector friends in town is like less than two minutes from me. And like, I want both of our businesses to flourish and I would totally design the best marketing materials ever for her if given the chance. Right. And personalities. It's a big personality thing. Like you have seen in coaching, some people are going to love you. Some people are going to want someone that's a little bit, probably more a little stone-faced and right to the point. And like, it's just a difference of personality and there's someone out there for anyone. But going back to the agencies and the outsourcing, one thing I will say is when you are looking to hire these people, please, please be thorough. Because if the first thing you are hiring for are your phones and schedule, and you see an agency that is offering all these great things at a decent price, a large chunk of the agencies are outsourcing to other countries. Unfortunately, those other countries are well below the threshold of poverty level and education levels. And when that happens, you get people answering your phones that don't necessarily speak the greatest English. You get people answering that don't know anything that is relevant medically to the questions that may be asked. So while you may get them at a low rate, it might not be for the best. So that's one thing I definitely- And there's HIPAA compliance too, once we talk with patients, that's the other thing. Exactly. They're HIPAA trained. All of our people are HIPAA trained. So like HIPAA compliance and charting compliance and all of that compliance is- Making sure devices are HIPAA compliant. That's a big thing. Like personally, my cell phone has to have a screen on it that just like the computer monitors at the hospital, nobody can see from the sides, drives my husband crazy. But I'm compliant. My doctors are safe. 
and that's all I need to worry about. So like you said, having educated people that know what they're doing is a big deal. And I really, really can't stress this enough. Really look into agencies before you just start hiring from them. There are a lot in this industry that have long time reputations of taking people's money, not giving them any services or giving them help that was of no use to them. And they're stuck in these contracts. That's the other big thing is watch your contracts because when it comes to our contracts, we are very clear on what will be delivered to you. There's no holes. There's no, oh, you might get this, things like that. A lot of these other companies will have that or give them outs to kind of leave you hanging. We do not do that. Our contract's very specific in protecting our clients. So if you do choose to only do like one or two tasks and then leave us and hire someone else, all of your proprietary will go with you. There is no that becomes ours. And I know this has been a problem for Jude before where people have worked for her and then they're like, oh, that's mine now. Like you can't take it unless you pay me more. And that is not something we do. That is what it was created on me hiring them. So I think that's also the thing. We totally believe and Lacey and I really are like that. Like if we added your podcast, we added your blog, we create graphics for you. We create a logo for you. That becomes yours. So whatever you paid us for our time, you paid us to do it. It's yours. You still paid for it. It is yours. We have that. And we have other clients that now work with us too, that have had that same experience that they were invoiced for things they did not receive And then that was not turned over to us to even continue the project. It's sort of like the half-built house. Unfortunately, with digital things, like you, a half-built house is at least there and you can hire a new contractor. If it's sitting on somebody's iCloud drive or computer and they're not willing to turn it over, you might have to start from turn zero. So I think, again, it's like everything in business. And I think it's what we talk about in coaching. It's what we talk about in MedSpa is that, You and I, we can show up in our fullest way to say we really want other people to succeed. It's why people love working with us. It's why people feel at home in our mitzvah is why even if we don't force our clients into long-term contracts, we hope they will stay with us because of the integrity and the value with which we deliver. And I think that's like that for everybody in business, right? In the end, like karma and good business practices like overrule anything else and are going to create that long-term relationship that prosperity in the future for sure definitely and like i said the community over competition is the big thing for us like if you have another team that does specifically just your social media we work with them we're not right, going to, yes, we're never going to be like, media. let us do this too, or we'll only do it if yep. we can do it no, all. No, and not we at all. The social media agencies very successfully. Oh yeah. We've worked with funnel people that are building huge course launches and in tandem with them. And initially, because these other companies don't know us, there's always that trying to figure out your roles. But my thing is, is making it clear to the client that you need to establish where those roles lie and make sure that we're not overlapping services and you're double paying for it. But as long as you are clear about that, we will stay to what we are hired for and we will work with whoever you need us to work with, even if it's another marketing agency. Oh, well, we got gotcha. you. <laughs>
Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that is so important to see. And again, I can just really say this as the same for me in the coaching and the med spa world, right? If somebody's like, I'm already getting my laser hair removal over here and I'm happy with them, but now I want filler and they don't do that. I will never try to talk you out of anything. I will just be like, wonderful. Just make sure that they know when we did filler, that we don't go over this in another month. The same if somebody gets their facials elsewhere or does whatever else where you would love me to do the service on you as long as I don't think there's any interference. I am so happy to be part of your team. And it's the same with coaching because I might be your business coach and you have a different personal coach or I might be your personal coach. And even though I do business, you chose to take a different business approach. I will never, ever like step onto that. I respect that. And I have multiple coaches and, you know, we do it all. But at the point that we need to hire funnel people or ads people, we will hire them and work with them even for our own businesses. And so we are so happy to, as I said, just do somebody's brochures and website and have somebody else do their phones or do your social media and have somebody else do your Google ads. And that is all totally fine. Yes, it is. There's an endless list of what VAs and business managers can do for you, but I would say the majority is the general admin, the setup and processes, the marketing, dealing with clients and patients, because let's be real, you guys don't have time for that. And making sure that all of your systems and everything are running smoothly. There's no reason for you guys to struggle through that. Like you said, there are ways to look at that. I could pay her for three hours or I could sit there and struggle with it for 20 hours and still have lost money and not so, have my ad be that good <laughs> exactly or know where to put it you've got this edited podcast but now how do you get it on all these platforms so I mean just some things and my recommendation as always is meet with us see what you need just have a conversation with us I'm sure there is more that you don't even realize and once we talk it's it happens with every client they come in looking for one thing they end up needing three because they don't realize that, oh my gosh, that would help me free up so much of my time if you could do that and I didn't have to. <laughs> well, right. And so that is really the next thing that I wanted to talk about is really this whole idea about your zone of genius. And I'm a big believer in really working in my zone of genius. And I think delegation helps you do exactly that, is that you focus on the things that are in your zone of genius. So those things that really are effortless for you, that are joyful for you, that are revigorating. Yeah, there might still be a couple other things that you have to do. However, ultimately the goal is all of those things that either take away your time and that might not even be a you don't know how to do it and might be a like, wow, if I didn't have to do that, I would have the time to go on a date, spend time with my children, exercise, like how amazing would that be? And that would really replenish and you fresh your entire life. If you could just focus on those things that you love doing, that bring in the revenue, that are really truly in your zone of genius that nobody other than you can do as well as you do them. Right. Yes. And delegating bigger tasks will come. So even if you start with just a couple little things to build that relationship and make sure that it's safe and you trust it and you get those warm, fuzzy feelings, 
then you can slowly move up if necessary. So biggest thing, make lists of your things you like, things you don't like doing, things that need to be done that keep getting put on the back burner because you just don't have time. I mean, maybe you're a med spa that is so maxed out with your time. You can't take any more new clients on, but where do you go from there? You don't have time to hire a, another esthetician or anything like that. So, or maybe you don't have the space. Maybe you need someone to look into how to move around spaces or things like that, or how to get your reps to do more for you or who your reps even are. I mean, things like that we could help with. And so, like I said, just getting on the Zoom with us, meeting us, talking to me, let me figure out your business. My big thing, and Jude's is the same when it comes to going into coaching and things like that, is like, we look at your business as if it were our own. We don't want you to fail. We're not going to let you fail. So let us get in there and help you. And you're only going to benefit from it. We're never just going to drop the ball and have everything wash out from under you. So it's kind of like, what's the worst that could happen? A personality indifference, maybe some things don't get done, but at least talking and meeting with people about it and seeing who can get in there and get their hands on stuff and actually help you is so beneficial, even if it's not with us. Making sure you when to delegate and not maxing yourself out is going to be the best option for your business. Yeah. And really like most of us, you and I are both women. We're both mothers. So many of the people that we work with really are mothers, are entrepreneurs, are fathers, are spouses. I think some of it is like, and you just brought that up, like from a living your best life thing. Like really, I feel like as soon as you can afford it, now my whole thing is like, as soon as you can afford it, pick around and see what things would you rather not do in your ideal day. If you had your ideal day, and I think sometimes people don't realize that that is more in reach than what they think. And I think that is really is one of those things that I've learned over the last four years is first of all, my businesses would have never grown this big without help. I mean, between even like concierge medical arts, I'm hiring seven people now. The aesthetic doctor, I think there's like four. So my businesses would have never grown that much, but even without the growth, like just this idea that I can spend Friday morning going to Pilates or dropping my kid off and not having to be like, oh my God, there's 28 text messages or, oh, what do I have to do for content? Like, is it getting posted? Or when you look at your schedule and you did have a day full of filler instead mm -hmm. of just a Botox here, a laser there, things that you didn't like doing. And now you just have these full schedules of consults and filler and Botox and doing the things you want to do. So that way the other things that you don't necessarily want to do are handed off to someone else. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that was my point about balance is yes, there's that work balance that you speak about where you only do the things that you want at work. And that is so amazing. And, you know, and I think going beyond that, it's really like, if you can create that healthy work balance, your whole life balance will shift. For sure. That is one thing I had to learn how to delegate and how to offload these tasks. I am better at the management, the strategy, the implementation of everything, but I couldn't do that and do all the work for everybody. So I had to hire help and figure out who could do what at what rate and who did it better. 
And that's how it kind of spaced itself out. And now I as well have a team to be able to help me, but you got to start somewhere. Yes. You got to start somewhere. Right. All right. Well, Thank you for having this conversation. I'm sure this was super helpful for everybody because we get so many questions on VAs, on services, whether that's ours or not theirs. Of course, we would love to meet lots of new people and have people inquire about our services. So tell them where they can find us. So you can find us. We are with The Aesthetic Doctor. We are a new branch of The Aesthetic Doctor that will be online business management services. We will do everything from marketing to EMR setups to all your admin needs, phone schedules, you name it. We can, if it can be done remotely, we pretty much do it. We do have a whole team of other women behind us. Definitely a strong powerhouse of women in this industry. And as we continue to grow clients and continue to grow our list of duties and tasks and things like that, we, of course, will be hiring more for help. But you can find us, you'll be able to find the link in the bio You'll to our direct website page to book a consult with us. You can find us on Instagram, on the Aesthetic Doctor. We should be in the link tree and things like that. You can always shoot us an email at obmtad at gmail.com and we can get you set up with a consult there. And yeah, we love to meet with you, figure out what kind of you need and are looking for, discuss your options. And the one thing about us is we're going to look at, even if you're not looking to hire us long-term, we are going to look at where you're going and where you want to go so we can at least help you start moving in that direction. So we're here to help you and we're really excited to be able to meet with a whole bunch more small businesses and partner with Dr. Borger to be able to bridge that gap, especially as there's so many VA options out there. We want you guys to know that we are medically trained and backed, so you will have help. It'll be like having an MA versus just hiring a VA. So that is definitely one of the things that sets us apart from most other agencies or businesses in the VA industry. Yeah. And you know me, like, I love the strategy. I love the systems. I love the structure. Like you and, and you I get both me, love you get this Dr. Stuff. Borger. Yeah. So you and I both like just a two and one. <laughs> you do got a two and one, except for you really got a five and one. But anyway, <laughs> Lacey, thank you so much for not only doing this podcast for me and our listeners, but really like for being such a like integral part of my life, an integral part of my work for making all my businesses what they are today for helping create that joy and abundance. So like, and for being a good friend. So I am eternally grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, it was my pleasure and I am here for it. Let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. All right. Bye friends. That was it for today. And we will see you in another two weeks with the next episode of the Aesthetic Doctor podcast. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor podcast with Dr. Judith Forger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.